I've seen this in a movie. It's a good movie. And someone just pushed the button. I, I pushed it like twice. Yeah. I mean, it didn't turn out well for them. <laughs> it was really tragic, actually. When it comes to reliability, just okay is not okay. Hey, GT Church family. I thought it'd be a great way to start by uh, refreshing our minds with that awesome video. I got to tell you, one of my favorite videos right there. That guy is hilarious. But uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us here on Wednesday night. Um, it's been great, this Rooted series, uh, the Rooted devotional that we're going to go through together. Um, what a what a blast, what a privilege being able to preach this past Sunday. I had such a great time. That word has been on my heart for quite a while, so felt good getting it out there, and I hope you were encouraged by that. Um, but I want to get into it tonight. We have 20 minutes uh, with this video, and then we're going to break up into our groups. Um, Marlene and myself have been leading one, co-leading with a couple from our campus, and, and have been loving it, so I hope you've been encouraged by it. But you know, the video is hilarious. You know, it, it, I, when I was writing my sermon, I thought, I, I know what clip I'm going to play. I love using video clips. I love illustrations. And it's, it's just hilarious to prove what my bottom line was that almost is not enough. Almost is not enough. And, um, you know, you think about if you would uh, go to purchase an automobile and you kind of have a specific need in your life. I remember when Marlene and I, we had four kids at home, and I had to give in to the minivan lifestyle. Um, I remember going shopping for a minivan, and I knew specifically what I needed in that minivan, and almost was not good enough because there were six of us. We had two babies, two preteens. You know, that's a lot of stuff you have to carry around, so I'm, I'm not going to buy something that almost meets my need. It's not enough. Um, couple of illustrations in the Bible I, I want you to think of. Imagine if they would have settled for almost. Imagine if, if Noah had stopped building the ark because, yeah, you know what, that's enough. I'm, I'm about 90% done. You know, the door, eh, you know what, I, I got to take a break. I've been at this a long time. Weather's beautiful. Nobody would have been saved. You know, what if Moses uh, had stopped the Israelites in the middle of crossing the Red Sea. You know, what, what if, it, you know what, we are just tired. The Lord's holding these waters back. Just slow down, everybody. We're almost there. No, they hustled through. So almost is not enough. What if David had almost be, defeated Goliath? Well, you know what, I, I almost got him. It's not enough. What if Joshua would have stopped them a sixth time around the walls of Jericho. You know what? Nothing's happening. This is six days. Almost. You know, we almost got it, guys. Just let's pack it in. It's, it isn't working. He was obedient to the word of the Lord, and he marched around, and on the seventh time, we know that those walls fell. So again, almost is not enough. Um, what if Jesus had almost gone to the cross? Scary thought. You know, what if God almost forgives your sins? Well, the good news is he doesn't almost forgive your sins. He does forgive your sins when you repent and believe by faith that he is God's son. So almost is not enough. And, um, 
you know, I want to go through a, a couple of points and I want to emphasize a little bit more um, on what I had talked about Sunday uh, in my notes there. So I gave you quite a few examples in the Bible of different, you know, characters in the Bible that almost was not enough. And, you know, these, these are sad stories um, in the Bible, but, you know, you can go to some wonderful stories. You think of Paul and his missionary journeys. You know, Paul went all the way, not almost, Paul went all the way. Um, you think of the disciples starting the, the modern day church in the books, book of Acts. They didn't uh, stay in, you know, in the upper room after God filled them with the Holy Spirit. They went out. You know, God gave us that great commission to go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And so, you know, there's great stories where um, people went out beyond almost. So, again, that's what God wants us to do. So, uh, there's a couple questions in the book, but I want to go through those three points uh, really quick here and, and emphasize. And, and so, Sunday, the three points at the end of my message um, were number one, we need to leave something behind. So, to get from almost to enough, we need to leave something behind, and that something is sin. You know, the Bible tells us that sin can so easily entangle us um, in our walk uh, with God, and so we need to leave sin behind. And, you know, the scripture that I used for that was Hebrews 12.1, and the, the author of Hebrews tells us, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So that it gives us a lot of instructions what we need to do. So, so how can we, you know, what, so the first thing you have to ask yourself in, in that verse is, what's entangling me? Because it tells us, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. So what's hindering you in your life right now? What is hindering your walk with God? What is that? You have to answer that question. Uh, and, and for, you know, each of us, it could be something different. But it's very important that we need to get rid of that. We need to leave that behind. We need to create new habits. Last week, Pastor Scott gave us five habits of guarding uh, our hearts, and they were awesome. Guard our mouth, our ears. Um, and the last one I love was repent, which actually has to do with this. So we need to repent of our sins, and when we do that, God tells us that he is free to forgive us when we repent. So if there is something, if there is a sin that is hindering you, a habitual sin, day in, day out, this thing is tangled right now. You can do this right now in your living room. You can free yourself from that. God will empower you with the Holy Spirit and set you free. And I would encourage you to do this because there's great power in this. And I don't believe God wants us to walk alone. I would encourage you to go to someone you trust, uh, a good friend, another follower of Christ, and confess that and say, listen, man, I, I got something in my life. I have sin in my life. I want to confess it. I want to repent it. And I want you to keep me accountable. And so if we do that, Man, your walk of faith, you're going to go from almost to enough. Um, here's another one uh, that goes with that first point that we need to leave something behind, which is sin. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that appears to be right, 
but in the way, but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. I want you to think of that. You know, we live in a society where uh, it's very chaotic, it's very opinionated, and everybody seems to think their way is right. So, so what do I do with that? What do I do with, with all the different news outlets and social media and all these different, what, what do I do with that? Like, who do I listen to? First and foremost, you listen to the word of God. First and foremost, it is the word of God, is the authoritative word of God that we need to listen to. And if it doesn't match up with the word of God or contradicts the word of God, then you know what? It leads to death. It's just that simple. So a lot of wisdom there. And here's the cool thing. When we do that, when we get sin out of our life, when it stops entangling us, when we confess and repent and God forgives us, Here's the beautiful thing that happens. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. You don't live in the land of almost anymore. When you receive Christ, the Bible tells me that Christ is enough. It's a beautiful thing. I remember that verse specifically. 30, I got to think about this. Almost 34 years ago, when I received Jesus Christ as my Savior at 18, I remember Pastor Swank uh, saying that verse in one of his sermons, and it just was like, that's awesome. I'm a, I'm a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. It's a beautiful thing. So again, number one, we need to leave something behind, and that's sin. Number two, we must develop genuine faith. Okay, so what do you think about this? To develop something worthwhile usually takes time. Okay, if you want to create something handcrafted, I remember we did this series called Handcrafted. I don't know anything that's handcrafted that doesn't take a little bit of extra time. It, it, it's handcrafted, right? You're handcrafted by God. We are handcrafted by God. Our faith takes time, right? We have to develop it. It's not like that right? We develop our faith. And that's through the mountaintop, the good experiences in life. And it's through the valleys. And sometimes in the valleys, in those difficult seasons of life, if we persevere through and trust and obey God, I guarantee you, your faith, your faith will grow every time. It may not make sense at that moment, but press through, get to the other side, trust God. And when you look back, You'll have one of those aha moments and you'll see how God worked. You know, we live in a society where it's really a fast food society. We want things now. I get to that drive through I want my food in two minutes. I want it perfect. I want it hot. I want it good. Is that really possible? Can you get good, healthy food in two minutes given to you out a window? I think you know the answer to that. But that's a society we live in. We want it now. We are consumer driven. And I have to tell you, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, Jesus doesn't call us to be consumers. He calls us to be contributors. Are we contributing to society? Are we contributing good things? Or are we kind of stuck in that, give it to me and give it to me now? I'm here to tell you that faith is not developed quick and easy. There is a process. There's no quick way to have faith. 
but when you develop, when you use it, you exercise it, it will be developed. It's like a muscle. Sometimes it hurts when you start, you know, you begin to work out and you get into a pattern. And then the way you grow a muscle is you have to shock it. So once, once it doesn't start, once it stops hurting and getting sore, your muscle is used to that. It's not growing anymore. It's just sustaining, which is good. But if you want it to grow, you got to switch that exercise up. You got to go from high reps to low reps. So the same thing with our faith, man. We need to keep pursuing it, growing and pushing and believing and trusting God and stepping out of the boat. Um, and that's how our faith will grow. And there's a couple things that we need to do to grow our faith. We need to read the word. We need to be in the word of God. Um, sometimes I fear we're becoming somewhat of an illiterate uh, Bible culture here. And the crazy thing is we have the Bible everywhere. The Bible is at our disposable all around us. You know, most of you probably have a, a, an iPhone or a Samsung. That's for you, Pastor Scott Kramer. Um, and and there's, there's probably thousands of apps on there. And there's so many Bible apps. I love the U version. Um, I talked about this in my rooted group last week. The U version is awesome because you can set reminders, you can set Bible reading plans, you can join up with other people to keep you accountable. Um, but the Word of God, it, the Word of God is what will sustain you and keep you rooted in your faith. So read the Word of God. You have to fellowship with other believers, and that's why you're here tonight on a Wednesday night. We are growing in our faith together. We're encouraging one another together. We're pushing one another together. We're keeping one another accountable, okay? So that helps us develop our faith. So reading the Word of God, fellowship with one another. Um, you need to have a, a prayer life. You need to speak to God. He loves you. He wants to hear from you. In order to have a good, healthy relationship, in order for my wife and I to have a good, healthy relationship, we need to talk. We need to communicate. And I'll be honest, there's times in my life where, you know, you have one of those days and you get home and you're just, you want to turn it off. Well, my wife needs communication from me. And if I turn it off, there's a break in that relationship and we're not going to grow as a couple. We're going to grow away from one another. So the same thing happens to us with our relationship with the Lord if we're not communicating. And listen, God is all powerful, all sovereign, amazing, but, but he's, as, he's as close as a brother. So you, you don't need um, big, fancy words and all of that. But what you do need is to create an atmosphere where you can genuinely sit down or kneel or whatever posture you want. And just talk to God. Talk to him. He hears you. He cares about you. He wants the best for you. And just, just every day, get in fellowship with him. And, and sometimes it's not just talking to him. Here's another important part is hearing from him. It's hearing from God. Turn the noise off. There's noise everywhere. Everywhere around us is noise. And I believe that's why the Lord told us that go into your prayer closet. Get by yourself. I love in the Bible, it says so many times, Jesus often withdrew, not just withdrew for no reason, not because he was you know, just tired of being around the disciples. And he withdrew to be with his father, to have fellowship, to listen, 
to talk to him. So if you want to continue to, to develop your faith, prayer life is so important. So there's a couple things you can do. We can get to the last one here, and then we're going to get to the questions and then give you guys some time to fellowship and encourage one another. So the last one was, uh, you must be fully armed. And I may be asking, really? Fully armed? Well, that sounds a little, well, let me explain. Um, here's the deal. The enemy has been in hot pursuit ever since Jesus uh, rose from the dead. He has been in hot pursuit. Even before that, he was in hot pursuit of Jesus. But now that we have a risen Savior, he is in hot pursuit of you as a Christ follower. Now, don't be fearful of that, because if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. We have the upper hand. We have the advantage. We have been given the Holy Spirit, a helper. So we don't need to live in fear of that. Um, but we need to know that we're fully armed, okay? Um, here's what, what Satan doesn't want you to do. He, want, he doesn't want you to go all the way with God. He just wants you to have a lukewarm, so-so, almost relationship with Jesus. He's okay with that. Devil's okay. Just, just have an, an all right relationship with you. Just have an okay relationship with your wife. Just, just be an okay worker. The devil's good with that. But Jesus isn't. Almost is not good enough to Jesus. He wants you to go all the way. But he knows you can't do it by yourself. And that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit. Listen to what, what he tells us here. In Ephesians uh, chapter 6. 10 through 17. A lot of you probably know this verse, um, but we need to go back and revisit it. Probably every day would be a good idea. And it's talking about the armor of God. Uh, he tells us, finally, finally. So in other words, it's kind of like, listen, listen, I'm wrapping this up, What I, the encouragement I've been giving you. So listen, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Okay. It's not your, we don't do this in our own power. If we did, we would be defeated. It would be impossible. And, and Jesus knew that, and that's why we have the Holy Spirit. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can stay, take a stand against the enemy's schemes. Man, he's sly. The enemy is sly. Sly. He knows your weaknesses, and if there's cracks in the armor, he's going to try to expose it. But listen to these words. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That should free some of you up because you're fighting with one another. This is, this is a sad time we're watching right now in society. It seems like everybody is fighting with everybody else. There's so much tension. Uh, Christians are bickering and fighting and politics in the front. And, and sadly, we know uh, followers of Christ more by their political affiliation than their affiliation with Jesus Christ. And it shouldn't be that way. If you're posting more about your, your political side than Jesus, I think you need to rethink that because Jesus should be first and everything comes after that. Just a side note. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against one another. I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting, I'm not fighting racial um, tensions. We are all created in the image of God. God loves every single human being the same. Every single one. 
not fighting against you. There is a spiritual battle raging around us. That is who we're fighting against. So it says, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. There is a battle raging around us that we cannot see, but we can fight against. We can fight against. Therefore, so here we go. I told you what's happening. and This is how you can battle it. This is how you can be ready. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, I think we're there, you may be able to stand your ground. Stand your ground. Not almost. You will be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. It's the word of God. Okay, it's not a, a, an elephant or a donkey or anything like that. You are putting around your waist, you are buckling the truth of God. You're putting on the, uh, so it goes on to say, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, cover you. And with the feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Peace. Something we're, we're lacking, but we can have it. In addition to all this, all of that I just told you, helmet, belt, breastplate, your feet. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith. Just imagine that. Imagine a big, massive shield, not this, this little Captain America stuff, but a big shield of faith um, of which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The enemy's got it out for you, but God's given us everything, everything to face that and win. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and, and we have everything we need, the word of God. So listen, if we want to go all the way with God, there are some things that we need to leave behind. We need to develop a genuine faith, and we need to be fully armed. I want you guys to talk about it. There's a couple questions in your book. Hopefully you have your devoted, devotional, rooted devotional. If not, you can get it online. Very quickly, before you break into groups, questions. I want you to answer them. I want you to talk about them, create good discussion. What do you need to leave behind that is keeping you from almost being completely rooted to Jesus. Name those specific things. So listen, in the safety of your group, what are those things you need to leave behind? Be real, be open, and talk about it. Number two, how can you start to develop a genuine faith in today? What are some things you can do today? Be specific. Do a SMART goal. That's an acronym, a SMART goal. Specific, measurable, attainable. Okay? Do that. Do that. Just don't name something, but how? Okay. Um, start a Bible reading plan. Be awesome. All the tools are in front of us. Start praying every day. Uh, connect to other, all those things that I told you. So guys, love you. Thanks for listening. Get in your group. Be real. Be authentic. And appreciate and love each one of you. God bless.